How are you? No, I'm better now. Hey, yeah, hey. there you are. Yeah. How you going? Um, we've got some hot jazz for a soundtrack. Yeah, and luckily it uh, will not feature during the main part of today's show. But I feel um, like hey, a bit of a music bed for us. Yeah. I feel like it could almost be, um, you know, people who have fake background noise. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm in a speakeasy in the. Uh, when I got here, uh, before anyone arrived, I was just watching the band, and they're, they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know much about? Have we talked about jazz in the past? Do you know uh, much about no, jazz? Never. No, I know about like, I don't know, like Coltrane. Yeah, exactly. Thelonious Monk. These are names that people precisely. Yep. Yeah. Um, I th- went through a period when I was like trying to be into jazz. My brother's a jazz musician. Sure. I didn't really take though. So like, were you like earnestly trying to get into it, or were you trying to like be a bit too cool? And like jazz, I think earnestly trying to get into oh, it. Okay, cool. But like, try and like be super serious with it. So like, not even going for the standard. So just like, going straight straight for the so stuff. Whoever like the superstars that you'd heard of, you went and like try and find out who their influences were. Oh, totally. Like yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not buying Miles Davis. I'm buying his piano players. Yeah, exactly. Album uh, Keith Jarrett. I good, believe. Good session pianist. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, really enjoys music. Um, Is that going to be your recommendation today? No, probably not. Because okay. I can't remember any of the names. All right. It's alive. I don't know. Whatever. You um, told me earlier that you had a sweet cold opening joke yeah, so that last, you wanted to bust there. Last week, an eagle-eared listener would notice we didn't have a cold opening. Ooh. And I had actually come up with one. I just couldn't be bothered doing it. And it was a joke. But I can't remember what the joke was. So I'm going to try and tell the joke, working it out as I go. Okay. Um, Let's hear it. Knock, knock. No, it's not that. Okay. That's not a knock, knock. But it's, I mean, it's in that level. Okay. It's, not a, it's not a high-end joke here. Um... Why did the porter have body image issues? Uh, because he keeps getting confused as stout. You've just ruined my joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Dave, what is up? Welcome to Bad Shepherd. Thank you. Uh, I've just we're here for the IPA launch. Yes, double IPA, double launch. IPA launch. What did you think of it? Delicious? Loved it. Yeah, really good. Yeah, uh, pretty much exactly the West Coast style double IPA that we appreciate. Yes, um, it's light for our Periscope listeners at home. That's a little sample of it. Uh, look how light and clear and dry looking it is. It Perfect. Does, look, does look dry. Um, <laughs> and as you will hear uh, in the latter part of the episode, I think it finished at, what was it, 10.09? Yeah. That's pretty dry. It's, it's very dry. Um, yeah. If you're homebrewers or, or beer geeks out there, you're going to... You will appreciate it. But delicious. So um, it is already packaged, so you'll see it around. Grab it as early as... in front of us right there. Yeah, get it as early as possible because you know how it is with fresh beer. So... We're at Bad Shepherd, as we said. Um, we've got a chat with Derek and Diddy coming up. It's a good one, yeah. Uh, very, very good one. But in the meantime, I've got some news. Are you Ooh, excited for news? Love news. Let's um, let's break a story. What? Uh, you saw it here first, Periscope. Yeah, definitely. Holy hell, you could be seeing uh, news live. Um, I was at Two Birds Brewery yesterday. Sure. Skulking about, really. Mm-hmm. So they've leased the 
place next door. Right. So they've doubled their, their size, basically. They're like meterage of their meterage, property, yeah. yeah. And what that means is they'll be bringing production all in-house. Fun. They're getting a, a new um, stainless steel built at the moment. Uh, bottling line's already been ordered. Uh, I think early next year they plan on being all up and running. Wow. They're not going to extend the, the brewery bar, the drinking area, which is fine. You don't need yeah. to, so they're using um, the other side as an office. And uh, yeah, they're all, they're really excited to do that. And I think I think a lot of people, um, I don't know, Tubo's it started off as a contract brewing brand, so it's kind of grown sure. to being. I think it probably um, it positions Two Birds as the next shooting star yeah. of the beer at the moment. Yeah, because it allows them to spread their wings a little bit um, stylistically, pun intended. Correct, um, and. Yeah, it sort of like sets them up to really like explode a little bit. So one of the things they said was um, they will be putting more specialty stuff in, in bottles now and they're really excited to do that. Um, things like they did the double sunset earlier, they think that might work better in a packaged form. Um, selling it to bars at a you know 7% even though it's sunset, it's a higher price point. Oh, I guess I know, the, like the people that are buying their beers... Um, are buying them at a conservative I think standpoint. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that sort of makes a bit of sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, exciting news for those guys. So so watch the space. Now, I'm drinking the Choc Banana Split oh, from yeah. Bad Shepherd, by the way. Yeah. Is that their Gabs beer? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, <laughs> Pukinana beer. Uh, sure. Based on the New, New Zealanders, get at me. You know what I'm out. You know what it's about. Yeah, I don't think it's based on that. Yeah, it is. Is it really? Yeah, he literally told me he somewhere. Used the word Pukinana. Yep. Okay. Hundred percent. I think, oh, maybe it was in the Gab's notes. Sure, okay. Oh, um, and you were doing all the work for that, so fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to challenge you further on that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm going to I'm gonna dig out the Gab's notes and prove <laughs> it for no reason. Um, Dogfish Head, the, the brewery in the States, has rebranded. Um, Have they? They've kept their, their clip art logo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they've, they've put out consistent packaging and it's all... Have you seen it? Yeah. What does it look like? Oh, I don't think it looks great, to be honest. Looks pretty. Is it an improvement though? Yeah, it's an improvement. Okay. Definitely, it's a little bit. I feel generic. like it was really dull. Like the old one was really dull. Yeah, and yeah. There's, there's more color involved. Okay. Um, I don't love it, but yeah, it's a better look. Do they like? Well, maybe it's getting to the stage where there's a few players in America that are growing with the clout that might take their share of the market. I sort of feel like Dogfish Head can almost do what they want, but maybe not yeah. then. I guess because I know that this is the first financial year that they had a bit of a slowdown they, well they didn't have double di- digit growth so yeah. um, it'd be interesting the figures come out pretty recently from the right, sorry regularly from the Brewers Association as in like the number you know volume of craft breweries or sales I can't remember what, what metric they use sure maybe we'll look that up and have a have a check um, and see I'll put, I'll put it in the show notes great idea what's next on that list of news so brew beer the this is an interesting one the, eh? the weird company uh for those that don't know, they're kind of a weird brewery that started. Been around for a few years. I now. reckon I saw them on this. I didn't even buy them at the time, but I saw them like maybe five years ago, yeah. six years ago. Yeah. Brew Lager. And basically, they position themselves as kind of like the Aussie Battler Brewery going up against the big guys. Um, you know, and they. I think they have sold shares in the past. Like, if you buy a case, you get 50 shares kind of a thing. Really? Uh, so that could be quite problematic for them, I think. I can uh, imagine so, yeah. So now they're floating on the stock market with a valuation of a hundred. Well, they want to raise hundred twenty-two million. million. Yeah, that's seems bananas. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 
I, I don't I didn't go through it thoroughly, but I saw that James Atkinson from Radio Bruce News. Oh, sorry, from Bruce, Bruce News. I uh, went through. Appears to have researched it further. Yeah, he, so maybe check that out if I'll, you want. I'll put a link. Um, but really interesting. They they're not going to make it, and they reported a loss last year of like Jesus. two million dollars or something like that. So seems like it's poor financial advice. They're going up. They don't. They're not calling themselves a craft brewery. They're going up against lager breweries as their sort of target, which is bizarre. Sure. That that market is shrinking. No. Yeah, thing. definitely. Like, um, whatever. Good luck to them. I think the overall beer market is shrinking. Craft yeah. Beer is booming, so it's got to come from somewhere. Um, good luck to them. Stomping ground uh, here in Melbourne. We've talked to them in the past. Um, Absolutely. About them. They opened up uh, as a surprise yesterday. Sure. So at, I think 3.30 in the afternoon they tweeted that Hey, we're actually going to be open. Throwing tonight. doors open, yeah. yeah. Um, the council. I don't. I, I never. I never remember what conversations we have on air versus off air, but I know we have discussed the fact that oh, Luke's girlfriend's calling him. So yeah, stomping ground Stomp, open. Yeah, and like the space is so good, and it's way bigger than I think it looks from the outside. Uh, the actual space itself. So yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun there. Definitely. Good work, Stephen Guy. Stockade, we went to the Stockade launch here in Melbourne. At Catfish um, last night. So the New South Wales Brewery, I, I know we've talked about them on the show before. Uh, to give a quick recap, it's the, the I guess, retail arm of Brew, Brew Pack. Yep. The big contract brewer. Uh, beers were tasting really good. On point. Yeah, you stuck around till midnight? There and about, yeah. yeah. Drank a lot of West Coast IPA because awesome. it was tasting pretty goddamn good. Uh, and Jukebox Rackets, the band, was... Hot, yeah. I so um, it was a good time. I did see a Snapchat that someone sent me of, of you enjoying the band. It, was it wasn't time. like you were like crazily jumping about or anything. No, it was just yeah, very good. Melbourne, you stand there and look mildly am- amused. Oh, I was mildly amused. Don't worry about that. Heineken have just put out a, a general neutral, gender neutral beer. What does that mean? Uh, nothing really. Okay. In their marketing, they said they hope to appeal to a more female audience with this gender neutral beer. Uh, it was a fucking dumpster fire. Okay, a, yeah, fair enough. Um, Let's move on. They also eh? released it in like this week at a like a spring and uh, sorry, a summer and winter event. But like winter's pretty much done with, and, and summer's not here at all. Yeah, yeah I don't. And, but like, I don't want to associate. What a whole bunch of like missed marks with that particular exactly. release. There was yeah. even a Snapchat filter. I wonder if it's still going. Um, but basically, they like I don't know why you'd want to launch something so close to spring, and then associate it with. Associate it with winter? Like, everyone wants to hear spring things. They don't want to hear winter things. It's heating up. There you go, Periscope. Snapchat filter I'm just showing. Uh, rather enjoyably, it says it's heating up, and it's a beach scene, but what's that on the beach, Luke? It's a snowman. What? I don't even know how a snowman can be built on a beach. Yeah, that it seems too warm. Yeah. Things you can do when you're a big brewer, huh? True. Science. When money's no barrier, do whatever you want. Next. Panhead. Uh, yeah, interesting, eh? Into Australia. Um... There was a story about it, and I think Bruce News had a story about it. Uh, there seem to be conflicting reports that I've heard about why it oh, happened. okay. I don't think we need to speculate. Basically, we can't get panhead in Australia no, anymore. It's like, essentially, for the current distributor, it wasn't worth it anymore, right? Well, it's my understanding the current distributor were family. Right. As in literally. So, oh, right, so it sort of soured once. I think there might be maybe Lion or, or wanted to do it one way and... Panhead want to do it another way or whatever. And then that guy over here going, what do you want from me? Yeah. yeah. So, so, good uh, fellas. Uh, but that's, yeah. that is completely, purely me speculating on that. Yeah, okay. uh, don't quote us. Don't I was us. just happy I got to do a Goodfellas reference. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Buckley's Brewery. Speaking of, sure. of brands that are... Uh, uh, blast from the past. Yeah, yeah. So it's a weird little brewery. Um, in the Yarra Valley. Yarra Valley here in, in Victoria. That Have you ever been there? No. Yeah, I've been there before. What's it like? Uh, it's like a garage with some um, wooden fermenters in it. Famously questionable quality. I think it's accurate, right? Uh, definitely. But also, like... I haven't seen them in four years. Yeah, I, most people forgot they existed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they've rebranded and they're going to take another tilt. I think there's a change of ownership as well. Cool. Hey, have at it. Yeah, cool. definitely. It's a, it's a pretty rich area because they're uh, not Yarra Valley. I don't know why I said it. They're Mornington Peninsula. Um, are they Mornington? I th- maybe I'm wrong. No, I think no, they Yarra are. Valley? I'm f- what, uh, I'm they're mixing they're up my road trips, I think. near Hillsville-ish? Hillsville? Oh, that's, that's Yarra Valley then. Okay. Um, yeah, but I always remember I quite enjoyed the Bock that they brewed. Hillsville. Uh, Hillsville, right. And uh, one other beer that I enjoyed once, but yeah, like wildly in- uh, inconsistent beers though. So Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good luck to them. Good to, yeah, good yeah, to please. see those have another, still, still around. Have a crack, top. yeah. Um, What's the next item? Cooper's sent me a press release. Ooh. First time I've ever had something from Cooper's. Um, They're on the radar. Yeah. I reckon it was after the Adelaide trip, I reckon. Yeah. Well... I think it came after me trying to contact them for two different stories over a period of a month and getting nothing. Sure. And being a general pest. Uh, they finally con- contacted me, the head of marketing. Ooh, that sounds about official. Yeah. an hour after I filed the story. So, thanks, dude. Nah, he was lovely. It's not his fault. He was a, he's a jet setter. He's a, an executive. Right, yeah. He's a, he's a suit. Um, Listen to your tie, brother. Yeah. What's they, the story? They're, yeah. they're putting out 440 mil versions of their Dr. Tim's to celebrate Dr. Tim Cooper's Sure. 60th birthday. Um, cool. Apparently, they're going to be at the same price point as their 330 mil cans or 375 mil cans, which makes zero sense. So this is kind of like a birthday, a birthday for them, present. I guess. Right. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. A birthday present for like customers. So it's like you get a little bit of extra free. Uh, interesting. Probably the f- happy birthday, happy 60th, Doctor yeah, Tim. Definitely. Um, Hawkers released the Imperial Stout barrel aged. Barrel aged. Uh, yeah. Barrel-aged. I'm a little uh, bit. Uh, I'm a little bit wary of it. 12.0%? Well, no, you, you, you tell this. Oh, no, just like, well, the initial Imperial Stout was 9% or thereabouts, 9.2, 9.5. And the barreled version is 12.2. That's yeah. a huge barrel bump. Like, I don't know. I feel like um, my impression of the Imperial Stout was that it was a almost perfect Imperial Stout with a little bit left over for a barrel, like a bump from barrel characteristics. Yeah. 3% booze bump is... Big. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not going to write it off before I try it. But like, that seems like a big little whack. Definitely. They also did a uh, an American style, for lack of a better word, launch for the beer. Um, so your tickets, you got tickets to go along to the brewery and the right to buy a case and uh, all that kind of a thing. Um, I don't, I, from what I heard, it was a good day. Uh, I, I would have quite liked to get along, but um, yeah, it seems like one of the things that would have been nice to do. But um, Reservoir is a long way for a city slicker such as ourselves. <laughs> it is so. a long way. I've never been to Reservoir. I would like to get out there, and we need to have them on the show. Uh, sure, Mason's, Mason's yeah. awesome. He's a great dude. Uh, winning Tastes Pavilion. I was supposed to mention this last week. This yeah, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah, so for people that don't know, it's the um, Royal Melbourne Show. They have like a, a food pavilion, and they have a lot of high end. They've bought a lot of high-end suppliers, so wine, really good restaurants, um, really good coffee, and then uh, award-winning beers. So a lot of people we've had on the show before, and we've talked about um, there's Fixation, there's Two Birds. Yep. 
there's kaiju, there's um, I think temple. In the, past, the, um, the show has pretty much been uh, exclusive, not in, with any intent, but it's been Grand Ridge have been yeah. exhibitors there pretty much exclusively. So um, yeah, so I think the last two years they've started bringing in nice sure. suppliers, and they, they've got a really good crew of, of brewers this year. Um, so if you're on the fence about the show or if your family's nagging you, those bloody nagging families, if your husband's at you like, hey, let's take the kids to your show, you can go get a beer. Absolutely. While your husband and goes watch delicious the food, go get a beer. Exactly. You can go check out some cattle dogs uh, or get a show bag. Yeah. Go get a show bag. What a waste. Uh, also, the, the basketball hoop shooting. If you think you're a basketball hotshot, it's not... It's not regulation. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, fair enough. I feel like you've been burnt in the past and you're still I a little bit of a... I talked game. Yeah, okay. And that shit was not regulation. Tried to impress Emma. And the roof's intentionally low. Look, who knew carnies would be like, have a slightly dodgy game? True. True. I always trusted Good point. carnies. What is the next item? Uh, oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Two no, birds. I started with two birds. What's okay. full pint craft beer tour? Oh, yeah, that's right. You skipped it. I noticed that. Don't worry about that. Um, Don't worry, folks at home. I'm on it. Uh, So there's a good article on the Full Pint, which is a news website in the US. That's that's how I like my pint. Definitely. It was about uh, the craft beer tour that the uh, craft brewers that AB&B have bought are kind of like collectively going around as a little PR exercise. Like, hey, you know, basically the article sort of said, you know, why doesn't anyone like us tour? Right. Okay. Um... And it was really that's, really sh- th- that's a better name for yeah, it, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And it was a really fun read. Uh, basically, where was that? Sorry, the full on the full point. Yeah, yep. okay. uh, so I'll put a link to it. It was a fun read, and it's that kind of, you know, they sold to the to the man, and a lot of people disagree with that, and people often have valid reasons for that, no matter yep. your stance. I think it's fine to respect people's reasons for that, but they seem confused by it, or they're you know they're trying to obviously get some PR. Kind of pointed out, it makes them look like whinging. Crying people. Sure, sure, absolutely. Anyway, shall we uh, go to this interview? I think that concludes the news portion of the show. So let's head to the interview with Derek and Diddy, and we'll see you on the other side. At Bad Shepherd, hey guys. Hello. Derek Hi. and Diddy. Uh, they're sharing a microphone. Uh, that's my fault for not getting a new cable after the last nine months, mm. which was, uh, we were saying, it, cable broke the first time we were here. Is that a bad sign? Uh, mate, well, I hope not. <laughs> Is it a bad sign for you guys? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so it shows how slack I've been, really. It's all on me. True. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. As long as this one doesn't break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cat here we mentioned last week is really glinting in the sunlight as well. Uh, it's great. It's anyway, you guys are launching a new beer and celebrating one year anniversary of a brewery. Not quite. Right? Not quite. Not quite. So this is edit that, then. nine months. It's almost like having a baby more than uh, mm. one year. But um, this is our launch of our, our, our I guess, our uh, extension into beer geekery today. We've As opposed to the craft brewery you have, you're really taking yes, the big leap. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So this is a uh, it's it's a 9.2 percent 100 IBU um, Imperial IPA, or double IPA. So this is our first um, kind of challenging beer. So far, we've kind of more done, I guess, traditional beer styles with our spin, um, and this is our first more challenging one. Um, the one year anniversary is coming up in three months, so that's we're still working out 
what that's going to be, but yeah. So you're going to do more special beers or are you going to get through this and then work out what it's going to be? Yeah, we have a special beer planned. Okay. Um, that will be a bigger, bolder, brasher hazelnut brown. Awesome. Although I was speaking with Derek earlier and he doesn't know what that entails yet. I don't so know what it means yet. So. <laughs> the hazelnut browns really become our flagship beer and it's it's probably our most loved beer. Because I remember um, last time we chatted, so like yeah. the plan was that like the APA was going to be the flagship beer yeah. and then it yeah. seems like whenever I've come in, I can see everyone just like pints and pints of hazelnut brown. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we have seven beers and 50% of our volume is hazelnut brown. We'd, That's uh, it's, it's so good. It's, oh, thanks. it's yeah. such a strange... I guess it's not unlike in the U.S. left-hand milk stout or you know Deschutes. Rogue Dead Guy. Yeah, Rogue Dead Guy. Yeah, we 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 ended up not being sort of that hoppy IPA or pale as our flagship, and so we've just gone with it. But you know, it's and I think it's a point of difference as well. I mean, the market is very saturated with APAs, um, and it's quite a sessionable brown ale. Um, you know, it's got a lot of character to it, but you can, you can have a couple of pints. I've of never that. had consecutive like brown ales of anything ever, but I definitely have the hazelnut brown. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. So do I. I've <laughs> seen plenty of people doing it here as well. Yeah. So like, yeah. how do you, I guess, across the bar, um, are people like reacting just so positively to it when they first buy it? Like, what's the kind of what's the process for people with that beer? Um, there, there, it's it's a funny one because you, they often do naturally gravitate to the lager or the pale ale, um, and then if they get a tasting paddle or they want something a bit different, we suggest that. And they're a little bit hesitant when you mention what's in there, you know, with the hazelnut oil and frangelico. They kind of go, "Oh, I think it's going to be a bit sweet," and then they try it and they go, "Whoa, that's really good," and then they come back for more. So. It's kind of a funny... Yeah, and it seems to be equally popular with men and women as well. Yeah. Um, Do you find that women are easily, more easily convinced on that beer? Uh, I think it stands on its own merit, really. It's interesting because we often get people coming and asking for a low bitterness beer. Mm. So we, will serve, we won't serve the hazelnut brown. There are other beers that we have that are lower in IBUs. But, the, and they, but because they're hoppy, the perception is sure, that they yes, are more bitter. Definitely. So the minute we put the hazelnut brown in front of someone, they go, oh, yeah, that's lovely and not bitter. And it's like, it's actually higher IBUs yeah. than the ones you just had. So I think it's just that that perception, because that creamy mouthfeel that you get from it and the, the vanilla and the hazelnut. Also, the, so. the sweetness as well kind yeah, of tempers yeah. everything down, right? And I think yeah. darker beers the mold, do, do the have sweetness that, that sweetness. Of the and and yeah. people, I guess, think bitterness and sweetness, they, they can't really sort of, you know, give a, a clear definition of why they like you know one or other I guess um, so I think a lot of people like um, assume that any bold strong character in a beer is bitterness yes so, kind of yeah. funny yeah um, so if half your production is hazelnut brown that's got to be your most expensive beer to produce right um, it's the hazelnuts push Oh, yeah, the hazelnuts are very expensive, but we don't have a lot of hop in there. So, right. and hops have got really expensive lately. So, I, I, I think um, it is. It's our that or the New World IPA are very close in right. cost. So, yeah, um, but it, yeah, it's, it's tempered by the fact it doesn't have hop. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, but doing that much volume of an expensive beer has that like changed your like financial forecast or anything um, like that in a the, short time? The, yeah, the, the, the revenue is higher because we sold a lot, but the margin would be a bit lower. Yeah. And, and it's hard to justify a 5.9% beer, which 
you know, kind of charging prices that people are used to seeing around a six and a half to seven percent. So, um, so we can't, and so we do. The margin is it has to be lower on it, but um, but you hope it's made up for in, in more sales. Sure. So, well, last yeah. Thursday I was at Grape and Grain, and a guy in high vis came in, and he opened the fridge and got one six pack of hazelnut brown and one six pack of new world. No so, way. Um, yeah, that was we his, like him. that was his night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, what's I guess the next biggest selling beer for you guys then? Is it New World now? Um, no, it'd be the American Pale Ale, um, and then after that, New World. So, yeah, um, followed by the California Lager. Uh, that's so. pretty quickly, I guess, become a, a favorite of yeah. ours and, and I'm assuming a lot of other people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, um, it sold, the first tank was fully sold out. Um, before we packaged it, so it was so we had a bit of a panic. We said, "Oh, we need to rebrew that now." So and kind of, and the second one just flowed, it just floated right through as well. So now we're rebrewing again. So it kind of, it's got its place. The challenge is more of the tank space. We don't have room to. So it's kind of tempered demand um, on hazelnut particularly because we can't keep up. So mm. in order to make room for the other beers, we try to try to pull that back a bit only for now like we want to grow more but mm. and we have one tank that's basically permanently hazelnut now and it's just the hazelnut tank that's what its job is now so <laughs> <laughs> it's um so with this sorry just before we get off the new world ipa um the sort of key hop with that is a barbarouge hop it, well, it's it's a combination of Barbarouge and um, Moteri, which I think that's how you say it, right. um, which was Brooklyn, but yeah. Oh, is that um, they changed the name of that hop? So, uh, yeah. Moteri would be the... Moteri? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Moteri. There you so go. So, I'd, I'd, I'd never heard. Right word. I'd, I'd never heard Luke's, of that hop before. Right. How did you come across that one? Um, so, actually, um, Hopco reached out to us and, and announced it to us and told us about this new style hop, which is meant to be sort of this magical hop with local humulone and incredibly vibrant... Um, uh, uh, Mercine levels um, consistent with the Nelson Sauvin. Um, so we, it, was, it was this magical hop that kind of did everything you wanted. So we thought that's a great way to put our, our stamp on something that's different. Um, and then um, I actually went and spent probably about a half a day sitting with the, uh, the boys at Bintani and we just took apart about 20 or 30 different hops and I just said I want to do something that's new world and different and, and modern but in a West Coast style and we play with hops, rubbed in our hands, made different blends and uh, the Barber Rouge from France and the uh, Brooklyn at the time, which Mutari, um, has you got that right? Yeah, yep, yep. I think it's um, <laughs> so we got we, <laughs> we, good we, to me, we yeah. combined those with um, other newly emerged hops, particularly Ella and Vic Secret, um, and we went and made a test batch of that. We thought that was beautiful, but it was a bit too um, too tropical and not balanced by something darker. Um, so we actually threw just a little bit of Columbus and Simcoe in there um, when we made it on the on the on a big scale. So. We amped up the bitterness a little bit yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah. It was originally just a late hop beer, and then we actually threw um, about three kilos of, um, of the Muteri in there at the start um, to up that sort of that, that bitterness level. It was a bit too flat, and we wanted it to be a counterpoint to the American Pale Ale, which is a, sort of that sessionable, balanced malt and hop beer. This is meant to be West Coast-style celebration of hops, fresh, intense, bitter, um, and really, really hoppy. So. When you said you did a test batch, what do you have a pilot system here? Or is that just home or? Um, it's at home. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love to do it here, but there's nowhere to put it. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> running out of room, huh? Yeah, and we've got more tanks arriving next week, actually. So um, we're going to put them in a one tiny little dead space at the front, um, and then there's we're kind of done. Um, Scott from Wolf of the Willows um, and I have been 
trying to figure out how we put two more and we might be able to put them at sort of near the back door um, and then that's where we're effectively done. Do you really need this roof though? I mean, <laughs> surely that can be removed. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> supersized tanks. <laughs> Nine months and how, how's it all gone? Uh, definitely has exceeded expectations. Um, I think it was it was quite funny when we were doing our business plan and forecasting. We were so incredibly conservative, um, and you know we we smashed all our projections and our numbers. But I think that was partly we opened at the right time. So we opened right you know right at the beginning of end of November, beginning of summer. Um, we opened in an area where there was nothing like this, so we're in a really high, we have a lot of visibility from the road from where we are, and yeah, there's, there's not much around here by, by way of this sort of offering or uh, craft beer. I mean, there are other craft breweries within a few kilometres, but nothing quite where we are here. And um, I think, yeah, we just somehow, you know, idiot savant-like got a <laughs> bunch of things right, and it's just... <laughs> It's just worked and I, I think maybe the key thing has just been us being kind of really authentic about it and true to ourselves and, and you know, just doing what we felt we would want to experience or see or drink or eat when we go somewhere and trying not to be too, too pretentious about it as well. And I think it's just resonated with, with the demographic that we have around here and the locals and, and that sort of thing. So, so it's been busy from the get-go. We were expecting... A big dip in winter and it didn't happen. That's so great. Yeah, really is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it, it, it dipped naturally, but it, it certainly wasn't what you know. You know, we were we were expecting it to be much worse, and you know, we're, we're very much looking forward to the summer and and growing and you know introducing new beers. You know, we've got some some new beers coming up. The the um, the hazelnut on steroids beer. Yeah. Um, yet to be named. Yeah. Yet to be, yet to by be the sounds named. Of it. Hazelnut on steroids. Yes. Um, I can see one more like grey hair pop out of Derek's temple whenever yeah. it's mentioned. Yeah. I don't know what it means yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> if, if anyone can make a recommendation to us, please uh, write into us and, and let us know. I was going to say just freeze to still it. Yeah. But, uh, you probably don't have time to go through that process. Yeah. And, um, and we're yeah. also. A moment there where you looked away and went. <laughs> I did. I thought yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and again. Yeah. So no, it's it's going really well, and we, um, you know, we're constantly we sort of. I, I like to say we were building the plane in the air. So we we got to a point where we had to open um, financially. Obviously, you know, we couldn't stay closed, but there was a lot of stuff that was on our wish list of things that that we wanted to have ready or wanted to do, but we just couldn't get to, and we had to kind of. Go, okay, okay, now nah, we need to What open. were a few of those? One was the deck, so... Sure. It's just open today. Very ceremonious opening today, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, um, you know, we... we uh, I believe there's a brewery called Red Tape Brewery, and yeah, anyone yeah. who's opened a brewery or brew pub understands why they're called Red Tape Brewery, so it's the same red tape that we were caught up in. Um, so, yeah, so that delayed us from having the deck open when we when we first launched, and just little, little things like... Um, additions to the menu or um, the way that we've organised the brewery, um, you know, uh, we've put a new safe sort of barrier between the brewery and the restaurant that's a lot Which more functional. Just went in yesterday as well, so, so just, it's open right now. But Yeah, just lo and lots of little stuff that, you know, customers would never even realise, but small little things that we've done and, you know, 
just to, to help either operation run smoothly or provide a better experience or I'd say even suppliers too like we um, everything we have in here when we started we always had this we agreed our purpose was uh, beer the way it should be and we live to that and part of that is local and everything in here as much as possible is local suppliers and every day we get a little bit better with that when we open we just tried to find somebody that could give us what we needed and now you know our um, even in fact I found a guy that probably can service our hazelnuts in Victoria as much as possible they're, they're local our, our berries come from 500 down the road for the raspberry wheat our bottles and four packs and cartons come from the same place right beside them um, you know all of our all of our meats all of our soft drinks all of our produce it's all local um, but that took time and we opened with what we could and then now we can pretty much proudly say as much, kind of as much as possible, everything is from Victoria. So, which was again another, yeah, so. But. Is there anything you would, uh, one thing that sticks out that you do differently uh, in hindsight? I should have emailed that question through. Good, good, good <laughs> question. Um, that we do differently. Um, I think we would have probably planned for earlier success. Um, you know, we, we to Didi's point, I think we, um, conservatively planned everything. It was more, can we pay our bills? Can we pay our staff? Can we do that? Are we sure? Um, and now it's more, how do we keep up? And had we known that that was going to happen, I think we'd have probably maybe had a bigger space um, or had another place to grow into right away. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think that would have been the one. Um, but you just... You know, you need to know you're going to pay your bills, and so we, we took that conservative step. But everybody warns you when you start plan on big, because mm. if you do your beer right, it'll come. Um, but you're always that's scared, the one thing that you could change. You know? You're traveling pretty well, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure there's little stuff, but there's nothing. Uh, there, there isn't anything that is wholesale. I think that we would. That's really significant that we would change. No, I, I just yeah, I'd plan for bigger. That's the only thing, like a bigger brewery, probably, and a, maybe a bigger place. Uh, but um, I, I just, I feel like, you know, we're always, we've probably run out five, six times of different beers now over the last nine months. And, you know, those moments aren't good. Um, and people are understanding, but, you know, had we had the, the volume to keep up, that would have helped. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't, there's nothing massive that I would... I'm pretty happy with the way it's gone. In fact, if I were to go back and look, other than the, the, the level of volume we've sold, um, people often say, take your business plan, throw it out the window when you start. I would bet we're actually on our business plan, um, really close to it, just churning more beer than we thought. But it's what we intended to do, So, which is... Do I you think uh, mid to long term, there'd be a second production facility yeah. in the plan? I think we, we need to make a decision about what Bad Shepherd is. Um, right now it's a brew pub. You know, the, I would say still 70% of our volume is still in this building. Um, and you know, consumers have treated us like what we've asked them to, what we told them we are, which is a, a brew pub. So I think we need to decide if we are um, going to extend our footprint in production to be a wholesale business as well, or whether we are a brew pub, and maybe one day to do another one. I think we need to think about that, or maybe we just make this great and we and we just live to that. So I think some of the um, perception from the outside looking in is that like a lot of people that I've spoken to feel like you hit the ground running and you've like sort of um, created a really good um, model for a brew pub. And anyone I talk to that is thinking about 
doing a brew pub, like the first name that comes up whenever they do to talk about brew pubs is like something like Bad Shepherd, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> only been cool. like it's only been like That's nine months, humble, and yeah. like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we have a few guys come in. We had we had people come in yesterday. Um, probably can't share who they are, but they're um, very switched on, very ready, and they're opening a great place. Um, and I think you guys will be pretty excited about it. So um, we had probably. Can you give a suburb at least? No, I don't think it's. I, I don't think I could. But definitely but Victorian, though, yep. right? Victorian. Okay, Melbourne. okay. Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne so, so yeah. CBD. Yep. And, <laughs> <laughs> they're, and you know, we've had probably oh at least ten different people come in and talk to us about opening brew pubs, and and um, yeah, you know, I'm certainly reach out to others. But I suppose it's a feather on a cap, and and pretty cool that they do come to us and ask how it went, and what they what we'd recommend. So the guys yesterday, I was very impressed with them. They're, they're, I wish I, it's, uh, it's too bad now. I can't give you the scoop. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. my right to do so, but you no, might, when fine. it comes out, you'll be impressed. I it, can't so. wait to go off mic and discuss yeah. it. At length, yeah. <laughs> um, tell us about your customers because you're, you're way out here. Um, I guess for me, it's way out here because I'm on the other side of the city. But, um, you know, what's the demographic like and how have they kind of embraced you? It is as diverse as young families with infant children. Um, Lots of them. To 80-something-year-olds. Yeah, it is incredibly diverse. I mean, if you look around today... You know, yeah, all the kids are ruining our fun, taking up our space, yeah, playing games. There's, yeah, a, exactly. there's a bunch of kids playing behind us. Um, there's some people in their early 20s. There's some people who look like in their 80s. Um, the demographic then is local. Um, so it's not. it actually hasn't really been age-based or... You know, it's not a hipster crowd. It's very much... The, lo the locals around us um, and you know we I think there's kind of something for everyone here so yeah we've kind of tapped into that. I overheard some people talking when I was having my lunch and like it was sort of three different groups of people around the big bench table and everyone got talking and pretty much yeah the only thing connecting anyone was locality mm. everyone yeah. lived in Hyatt or Cheltenham yeah. and that was it besides mm. that they're all different yeah I would say over 50% and often as much as three quarters of the people in here have walked which is you know when you first get in you look and you say there's nobody around it well there actually is and within sort of three to five hundred meters there's probably thousands possibly tens of thousands of people and um, you know we're, we're there local so it's yeah I guess you, there's nowhere for people to congregate if there's not a, a pub, basically. So yeah. once yeah. you open one, you realise how with many people are there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we're kid-friendly. So, you know, we, we've had groups of functions in here where they've had, like, young babies till 11 p.m. at night. So, you know, people feel comfortable to bring their kids. Um, we were lucky enough to be reviewed by 3AW, which brought in a much older crowd um, and we continue That's to great, see yeah. an older crowd come through and you know they're, they're excited to try the beers they're so open to it it's fantastic that is and, fun sounding yeah um, they often love the hazelnut brown funnily enough <laughs> um, and we have there's a lot of sport groups around here so we get um, sporting groups coming in you know after after basketball game or a footy game or something like that so it's it's yeah, really diverse. The one common denominator is they're predominantly local. I think it also helps though that we um, we invest back in our community. So we um, we we sponsor the Sabres basketball program, which is down the road, and they have six thousand members. And you know we're we're a core sponsor for them now. Um, we put on karma kegs regularly for local community causes, and so we we try to do things back to the community that cement our relationship. Um, we have a responsibility now that not to just be the place to come and socially hang out, but 
you know, be a place that um, does involve and support the community, and, and we're doing our best with that, too. And, so. and the Karma Kegs, or the charities, or the, the um, organizations that we've been raising money for have actually come from members of our own black sheep flock. So each event that we've had, someone in our flock has come forward and said, oh, actually, I am part of this great cause, or I'm raising money for this, etc. And That's really um, great. You know, we've gotten behind them and, and run an event. Yeah. Are the Sabres Sandringham? Yes. I used to be a saver. No way, yeah. really? <laughs> what, what stopped it? Um, there was a distinct time of my life where I used to be a tall person, uh, and then taller people were forwards and centers, and the people that were guards had better skills than me, so I couldn't be a guard, and I couldn't be a forward, so I just quit. Yeah. No man's land. Forget it, yeah. Just gave up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when you say that you flock, is that a, a club? What's the deal with that? It's a, so we have a membership that um, our customers can join up. It's called the Black Sheep. I didn't know um, anything about this, so yeah. it's, it's, spruik it, please. So uh, it's a 12-month membership, and you get 15% off Bad Shepherd beers for 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, you also get a $50 voucher on your birthday that never expires, so you don't have to rush to use it. Because um, we personally hate when vouchers expire, so yeah, we, we always swore you know, we yeah, would never yeah. make our vouchers yeah. expire. And you find it as soon as it expires, expires as well. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. So annoying. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they get a free Bad Shepherd t-shirt, um, which is valued at $30. Um, and they also get invitations to events. So we've done a lot of events every time we've launched a beer that's that have been exclusive for our Black Sheep members. So uh, every new beer they get that free they also get a pint or tasting paddle on joining and a, a free glass, uh, free glass. So. And that's what does the glass look like it's just it, one of uh, pint schooner pot or oh, tasting so glass. anything they want anything, anything you like yes so it's that's all for 80 dollars so it's, uh, it's quite a good deal you've made your money back yeah. very good straight deal. away pretty much very yeah. good straight away with a 50 dollar birthday voucher and 30 dollar yeah. t-shirt and um and yeah, we're, we're just building a, a great community of, of advocates, um, which is fantastic. Mm. And it's great seeing our different Black Sheep members then becoming friends with each other. So it's actually become quite social for them as well. So. It's excellent. That yeah. tiny girl behind you is terrible at Jenga. <laughs> I don't think it's Terrible at standing she gets as well. The point. Yeah. Mind <laughs> you, she's about one and a half. Destruction yeah, exactly. Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, you have any more questions? Uh, I just want to know what the next 12 months might look like. Um, we are launching... Can we talk about the Temptations here? Yeah, 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 yeah do, do. Absolutely. So All right, finally, we get here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's part of our internal engagement with our staff, um, but also a great way to produce small batch cool beers that are a little bit out there um, so each of our each of our core staff will have an opportunity to develop and brew a beer which we'll call the temptation series so um, it's kicking off in a couple of weeks maybe yeah depending upon our ability to we'd have to sub out the hazelnut which we're trying to get ahead um, but it's good we're, we're gonna get it in there so it's either gonna be Before in two summer. weeks yeah or at the start it has of to make sense gonna, to you guys to yeah but it's, gonna, it's yeah. gonna in the next five weeks we're gonna produce our first one, um, and um, it's well, I, well, it's not decided the style yet, so I can't uh, quite share that. I was going to say, are they are they staff coming up with ridiculous ideas already? Uh, <laughs> we had a challenge. I don't think any of them listen. Feel free to just. <laughs> we, we, we've had one challenging one, and we're yeah. 
working through how we make it yeah. viable okay. from a raw materials perspective okay. and from an economic perspective. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like to me to be an awesome beer and great for summer. So we're just looking at we're working out how to yeah. do it. But it's also we want to look. We're happy with our. We, we want to always be careful. We put out the best beers we can, and this particular beer we don't feel we know enough intimately about it to make it yet so we've put that second out the way originally when we did this all of our salaried members of our staff um, have the chance to make their own beer and we went in order of seniority and the chef was the first hire and his idea was a bit it's challenging we're going to do it but yeah. we're not ready so we've actually put him number two now and he's agreed to it <laughs> um and dan our head bartender is actually going to uh, he's up he's up first and he's deciding now his style um i love how cryptic yeah. this whole this whole thing has been you haven't <laughs> given anything away but <laughs> Well, yeah, he's um, he's he's got, well. I'll give this away. He's he's leaning heavily towards an ESB. Cool. So that's um, what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that one's that's he was meant to be number two, but because of the challenge of the other style, we're gonna we're looking at that first. So, so. He, he's uh, thinking of calling it Dan's Bitter. Okay. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, we'll see. But the idea is, um, all our staff members get the chance. We want them to make beers. We want them to learn and 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 enjoy being a part of, we're a brewery, and so we want them to all come back here and make a beer, and they're all, um, they won't be my recipes, they'll be built um, on their own with our uh, with our brewer, Dan, so that's that's their, uh, yeah. So. Well, speaking of your recipes, today is all about your first spiky 9% IPA, what's, uh, what's bubbling away in the back of your mind for future fun releases? Oh boy, um, I think... What we want to do is probably continue to give limited release different beers. Um, I've always wanted to do a Russian Imperial Stout. So I think the next sort of foray into challenging beers um, that we'll put with a Bad Shepherd label, not the Temptation series, um, I'm hoping it's a Russian Imperial Stout. So that's, uh, but we don't have that figured out yet. Other than the uh, Imperial Hazenut Brown, which I also haven't figured out. Wow, this is, <laughs> we have a bit of homework to do. Yeah. Um, did we talk about the double IPA yet? Uh, I think we did. did we? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I feel like we did. I can yeah. give it a quick. Yeah, it's yeah let's do it again. So it's nine point two percent. hundred IBU theoretical. We haven't had it tested, but that's the theoretical. Um, and it's got all the bad boys of hops. So it's uh, Citra, Simcoe, Centennial, Mosaic, uh, Columbus, Chinook. Cool. So it's um, an early hopped with Warrior. So seven hops in there. Yep. Um, and we didn't go light on it. Um, 2,600 liter batch, and we put 45 kilos Jesus. of hops in there. And that's right. so about 50% of that was dry hopped. So compared to, um, say, your existing IPA, to give some context, how much? So the existing IBA is about 3,500 liters and about 40 kilos. This is 2,600 liters and 45 kilos. So it's probably, what is that, about 30, 40% more. Yeah, cool. Um, and the dry hop was... Fifty percent more, so it's it was heavily dry hopped. Excellent, <laughs> excellent, yeah. and it reflects. It's like this huge punchy aroma. They had a taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, really, um, it's really true, like true to the American style of punchy, dank, piney, mm. intense, like foresty. Um, it's got that sort of juicy thing going on. Yeah, um, and the uh, the malt bill. Similar to the New World IPA, I just do not believe big IPAs should ever have crystal. We will never put crystal in our IPAs. That's why so. we love you. That's right. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. So this one's got 98% um, Golden Promise. 
99% golden promise, sorry, um, and 1% amber malt, which is not a crystal, it's just a toasted malt. So it give a little bit of a kick of sort of a malt toastiness, but it's effectively just a golden promise beer. So awesome. clean, simple, um, yeah, and it finished... Uh, Finished very dry, so it's um, What's intense. The finishing, and finishing gravity on that. Ten oh nine. Wow. Oh so, yeah. Big beer. Yeah, it really, for a big beer. That's mm. amazing to get that low, and it just it just kept going. Mm. So um, we we couldn't call the ABV until it finished, and then like, <laughs> oh well, nine point two is. So I'm not going to let you get away with any humility here. So we were talking earlier, and you said like this is as uh, happy with the outcome of the beer as you've had since. Which beer did you say? Uh, oh boy, what, what did I say? Um, oatmeal Stout. Oh, uh, it was the Oatmeal Stout, yeah. you're right, yeah. Um, I was very happy with the Oatmeal Stout, how it finished up. Um, this one, so my barometer is um, talking to people that are honest with me about beers. Um, you guys are actually very honest as well, and that's, but um, in the past three days I've had AG, who's been my boss at Mornington Brewery, he came in and, and he was really honest with me. Um, Scott McKinnon from Wolf of the Willows is incredibly honest as well, and the, and and all of these guys said, "Love your beer. You, you've you've nailed this one." And that to me means more than anything. And and it and it's exactly when you combine that with it, it's exactly what we intended. I, I, I'm I'm really happy with this one, and you know it's 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 hit our mark. Um, I, the, I, other than the oatmeal stout and maybe the pale, all of them I always feel like I want to work on a little bit, but those ones I don't think I'd change. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think I judge by the benchmark of people that have great palates and what they say. And uh, you know, it's, um, to have AG come in here and, and be that happy with it was pretty special to me. So, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, should we uh, wrap it up there? Thanks so much, guys, for, for letting us come and chat again. Um, anything you want to add before we before we wrap up? How do we uh, keep in touch with Bad Shepherd on the webs? Uh, on the interwebs, uh, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, usual suspects. Um, Bad Shepherd Brewery or Bad Shepherd Brewing? Yes. It depends what was available at the time okay, when I created the account. Bad Shepherd. Google it, you'll find it. Go- yeah. Google us, you'll find us. If you go to our website, all the links are there to our social channels. Um, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter. Right. Um, we send we send uh, bad news. We send the bad news out every month about all the good news we have about new beers. So how do you join the flock? Uh, easiest way is to come in and see us and join over the bar. You get a really cool card. You get a your own little personal card to keep in your wallet or, or lose. It doesn't matter if you lose it. We can still find you on our system. Um, and it's system. Uh, <laughs> and it, and it's great value. So uh, yeah, I recommend people. Because you get you get to come along to some cool events, and um, you know we we take care of all our customers, but we we always take special care of our flock. Very good, excellent. Thanks so much, guys, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having us. See you later. We have well, returned. Oh, I thought of a beer. You have? Yeah. Good. Good We're locked in. All right. So, welcome everybody to the recommendations portion of the show. Everyone's Wasn't that a good chat with Derek and Diddy? It was good. I love those guys. Yeah, they're um, good people. And yeah, they've done a great job out here um, getting good beer to good people. For sure. Uh, done genuinely, which there are some 
breweries or soon to be launched breweries that aren't so genuine. So yep. it's good to find people that actually love hospitality and beer behind hospitality and beer and not marketing. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with marketing. And you can, I just saw a pregnant Diddy clearing tables, so you know that she's all in. Yeah, yeah, she's hustling. Shall <laughs> uh, so we do some recommendations? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just like excitedly said that you had your beer recommendation yeah, it's a real good out, one so too. I'd like to hear it. So we don't actually get this beer in Australia at the okay. moment. but So it's not a practical recommendation. Well, it's but New Zealand beer, so you know. Sure. If you're over the ditch. Emerson's Brewery, who just produced some, some just stunningly Solidly good beers, yep, yep. Uh, so they set a high standard for New Zealand beer, um, well before anyone in New Zealand was sure. even doing beer. So, and you know, despite their their selling out for to to, co- to steal the phrase, yeah. um, they still make great beer yeah. and they're doing really interesting beers still. Uh, you know, sort of breaded low ABV like, like They're a very very good um, model of the new uh, new wave of breweries that are being sold to bigger players, but still producing yep. good quality, interesting beers. Yeah. Definitely. And we were talking about their bookbinder last night, yeah. which is their low ABV uh, like English style. I'm not going like to say mild. that you stole your recommendation from me, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, you wasn't going to be the one, but this is the one that I just discussed last night at Great yeah, Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you reminded me. I inspired me of it. you. Definitely. This sure. Was inspired by okay. a conversation that, that you, you sparked last night. Sure. Um, every time I'm in New Zealand and I see it pretty regularly, I can't not have a pint of it. The ideal beer for a pint. And also, uh, one of the things I mentioned last night was that. Um, Last time I was in New Zealand, I was with people that don't drink that much good beer. So, it's a beer that you can find in venues that's not focused on good beer. So, yeah. it's a really, really strong beer to find around the ground. So it's a good one. Um, yeah. Emerson's Bookbinder. Get get on it. And get involved. I, I think apparently they're going to be sending beer back over soon. I don't know what the deal is. But, um, yeah, it comes in a pint bottle. Just ideal. Delicious. Mm. Uh, okay. My beer recommendation is going to be... Somewhat of a double up. And I know we're never likely to do Greedy that. Greedy old Dave, double dipping I again. I know. So I'm going to, you just can't go past a good Hightail. That's not true. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's not my recommendation. It is, it is true. Hightail is great. Um, my recommendation is going to be Mornington Peninsula's Sacchariferous Milk Stout. And I think I've uh, recommended that in the past. Yeah, I think you recommended it like last week, didn't you? Was it last week? Or the week before, at least. No, I think it might have been this, some other beer of theirs. It's great. Let's do it again. Anyway, again. but not, they just released the Nitro can version of it. And Nitro in a can is so fun. It's a great way to... It's a great so difference of drinking beer. Yeah. I had that. So this is the no widget Nitro yep. thing It put a lot of work into perfecting the package version of this. Yeah. So I had the ESB version with that. I don't think I, I got enough agitation. Right. Uh, and it, it Did you just do a direct inverted pour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just rammed it in. But I don't think... It, I think we had maybe glasses that weren't quite big enough. So right. So kind of... Um, and I had it with a friend of ours and, and he sort of he had it before and he said, yeah, it didn't... Right. So the pour absolutely affects it, is what of I'm going to say. Of course it does. Yeah, absolutely. I so had a big... Can talk us through? Well, I had a big brandy balloon. So a very big volume glass that I just... It just exact People inversion. brandy balloon. So just fucking... Yeah, mate. Just I don't know how, if you're not drinking out of a brandy balloon, then I don't want to talk to you. Uh, so yeah, open the can, direct inversion, let it go. It looks horrendous from the start, but that's pretty much the correct way to pour it, um, as far as I'm concerned. But the reason why it's a recommendation is because like these days, there's not many ways you can provide something new and different, yeah, and yeah. Uh, locally, that's one that no one else is doing pretty much. 
Well, at all. I don't know. Do you know anyone else not true canning? No. Yeah. So um, it's a different way to experience drinking beers at home, and it's fun, and it's a pretty delicious beer. I think you had it at... Last week at, at Beer Mesh. Beer Mesh, yeah. So it was a pretty pretty tasty beer on draft, and it's just as fun on nitro from a can. Now, I saw they had some um, beers on at their, their brewery. One of them looked suspiciously like why I'm speculating that it's a, a Northeast style IPA. Oh, yeah? Uh, so I don't know, maybe they'll be canning one of those soon. Sounds fun. For followers of, of that beer and the, the weird stories of these beers. Um, it could be another player locally. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're moving on to non-beer, I guess, eh? Yeah, I'm still not settled on mine, so you'd start talking and I'll decide on mine. Okie doke. This is, again, I'm in d- double-up mode. It's our second show at Bad Shepherd. I've doubled up on Mornington's uh, Milk Stout. I'm doubling up on Cop Show. It's a um, web series that's just released its third series, yep. third season. So uh, check it out. It's on L Studios, which is the... the, the uh, content production side of Lexus Automotive, yep. if that makes any sense, it doesn't to me. Make zero sense. Yeah, but, but um, if you head it. to lstudios.com, look at Cop Show. It's the uh, mockumentary style version of recording a Law and Order style TV show from Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn might be the funniest person alive. Um, and this season is just as good as the previous two, so. Uh, they're only five or six minute episodes and there's like 10 of them. So you can crush through it. You can open up a, a Mornington Peninsula Sacrifice Stout and get through most of the shows while you're enjoying it. So um, highly enjoyable. In that model that looked like it was going to be a thing for a while and never took off the short TV things. Like what was the um, Dr. Horrible Strange Yeah, thing, I think so. And I think that... Don't email me the name. I, couldn't, I don't care. Yeah, okay. Um, but... Um, it's very funny. Oh, someone's celebrating your birthday here. Birthday to that person. Yeah. Um, shit, do we need to clear that song through copyright? Uh, I feel like we do, uh, actually. Oh, yeah. Good, um, good happy birthday joke. Did you uh, land on your non-beer? Uh, yeah, screw it. I'm going to go and run with one of my half-assed decisions. Do through. it. What, um, what weird hip-hop album are you going to... Uh, oh, fuck, it was going to be something. Okay. No, no, it wasn't going to be something weird. It was going to be an awkward 16-year-old singer... Who's amazing, and he's gonna be. Is he though? Yeah, gonna be huge. Uh, in four or five years' time, people are gonna be like, whatever. I'm not. I'm not. I've, I can talk about it on the sh- on the website before. Corbin, look him up. Amazing. Corbin, how do you spell Corbin? Uh, C O R B I N. Also goes under the. No, fuck it. I'm recommending him. Let's, let's okay. just run with it. <laughs> right. uh, enjoy um, it. Yeah. Also goes under the name Spooky Black. Uh, right. I think he came up with that when he was 14. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, his, he got famous by this video clip where he looks awkward as fuck because he's 14 or something, but he's wearing like a, a black skivvy and a do-rag and a gold chain. He's a skinny white kid. And he said he looked awkward. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Yeah. yeah, somehow he doesn't pull it off. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's shot really like awkwardly. Uh, it got an incredible voice. What flavour voice is it? I guess R&B is how he's been described, sure. but it's just a... a it, it could be like uh, an R&B version of like a Bonover, that kind of... Doesn't mean anything to uh, me. Bon yeah. Iver. No? Doesn't, I don't care if you clarify that. Okay. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. No, really good. You should listen to some Bon Iver. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hard to describe, but look up uh, Spooky Black. Some of the best things often are hard to describe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just phenomenal. And yeah, he's still really young, but he's going to make it huge. Okay. That's like a, I feel like that's a, one of the most passionate recommendations we've had in a long time. I fucking love it. Okay. Good Rex. Yeah. 
we done? I think we're done. Cool. Uh, I'll have a time on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, Melbourne Dave, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, is Periscope. there anything else? Periscope. We just did this thing today. I had a brief look at it in the break. It did not turn out well. Okay. Uh, it's very loud music and the framing of the shot wasn't as perfect as I thought it was. Are you just going to delete it? No, I don't care. Right. Yeah. It's up there. So if you want to look at this. What's and all, huh? Yeah, exactly. Go the Send us an email. Oh, yeah, send us an email. Dave at Ale of a Time, Luke at Ale of a Time.com. Like us on, I th- on the iTunes. Please, well, if I think you we can. had another rating. I don't know if we got a review, but there was another one popped up. Nice. But actually, you know, one popped up and it was from like July 16. Oh, weird. But I hadn't seen it before. Um, thank you to Toe for pr- providing our um, delicious uh, interim music between all our breaks. Thank you to these guys, uh, Bad Shepherd. Bad Shepherd for hosting us so graciously um, and providing a good show. I got one free beer, so full disclosure. Did you Ooh, get any free beers? Oh, I did. I got one of the, uh, what do you call it? The Almighty for free. All right. No so questions yeah, asked. F- full yeah. disclosure, there were free beers involved. Yeah. Uh, but as usual, opinions are honest. All right. How about we go and do some uh, Jenga? I was going to go sit and drink. Yeah, okay, fair enough.